Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. I'm Bob Mendelson, and this is the Bob's Your Uncle podcast. Today we speak with Ruth Hovsepian in a second of two parts. This is a great lady with a lot of stories to tell. She's going to talk about sex addiction and getting things right with God. This is a good one, to be sure. Thanks for joining us for this Bob's Your Uncle podcast, Season 3, Episode 33. Of note, the opinions are strictly my own and those of my guests. I hope you like the music in the background. That's Mendelssohn's Violin Concerto in E minor. You can now find us and comment to us wherever you get your podcasts. Tell us what matters to you, what triggers your joy, what bothers you in the world. Let us know. We'll see where the spirit leads us. Whether you're at home, online, on the road with me in your headset at the gym or out for your evening constitutional, wherever you get your podcast, that's where we will be. Thanks for being with us these 18 minutes. On this date in history, the 8th of August in 1303, a major earthquake struck Crete with an estimated magnitude of 8 that triggered a major tsunami that damaged the lighthouse of Alexandria and swept ships two miles inland in Egypt. In 1508, Spaniard Juan Ponce de Leon found Caparra, the first European settlement in Puerto Rico. In 1709, on the 8th of August, the first known ascent in a hot air balloon took place, and it was indoors. A hundred years later, 1809, 70 disciples of the Gaon of Vilna arrived in Palestine, and in 1844, Brigham Young was chosen as head of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints following the death of Joseph Smith. And that's the historical marker of the week. And now we pick up where we left off with Ruth in her sharing from last week. It doesn't help that I had been gorging on food. Like just, it didn't matter. I got my hand on it. I ate it. There was, there was no control. And, and I think I have discovered that my personality is like that. I'm an all or nothing kind of person. I don't have, (laughs) I envy people who have that, you know, that ability to have a happy medium. I'm a black and white person in, in every aspect of my life. So that day I said, no, no more. I cannot do this. I had been miserable at my daughter's wedding a few months earlier. I couldn't walk. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't dance. I didn't have joy anymore. I was just miserable. And I woke up the next morning. I, I came out of the emergency, came home, and I said, that's it. I'm done. 
and cold turkey cut off everything. I haven't had soda. I haven't had pop in seven years. Um, I haven't had ice cream in all those years. These are things that I loved. Potato chips, I don't. I can't anymore because I'm. if I have one, I won't be able to stop. This is my addiction, right? So I know I eat healthy. I make good choices now. Uh, I'm in a good place in that way. I still have underlying health issues. But again, I thank God that a healthy lifestyle helps uh, with the day-to-day care. It even helped my my mental state when I lost the weight. And it it wasn't even losing the weight. It was um, controlling pain and depression and the darkness, you know, the, the dark cloud in my, in my, in my brain, that, that feeling of, I haven't slept enough or I don't have energy that has helped tremendously, just the healthy part of it. You, you raised three children, all now adults, on your own, or at least in the shadow of divorce. Yes. Have you seen the evangelical church change over your lifetime in matters of marriage and divorce? Goodness, that is a question. So our church, my church, my church I grew up in had a falling out over my divorce. Who was I? I was no one important. I was one of the members of the church. But when we went through our separation and our divorce, there was a group of people that literally walked out of the church after a bit of time. They took it so personally. You know, it it, it was the pastor's daughter who had separated. Um, they took sides and they left. And I have seen this, uh, you know, talking with women, counseling women. I'm not a coach. I, I you know, just I, I just counsel as a woman to other women who are struggling. I hear this story over and over and over again, how churches do not know how to deal with divorce yet. It is this, it is, it is such a taboo subject. It is such a sin. They will ask you, did you leave your husband or did he leave you? Was it because of adultery or not? Now, are we starting to grade levels of sin? Isn't a sin a sin? Whether I have committed adultery or I'm, 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 uh, you know, getting a divorce or I'm stealing or I'm lying, it's a sin, you know, in, in the sight of God, it's all a sin. The churches need to be able to, they need a little bit of a wake up call is what I'm saying. You know, when people are in pain, that's what the church is there for. It's for those who are sick, those who are in pain, and envelop them, take them in, help them through these difficult times. Don't judge them, help them, because the Holy Spirit, if they're walking in the Lord, the Holy Spirit will speak to them. And I couldn't deal with it at one point, and and I just sort of started to make all the wrong decisions that were could possibly be made. And you talk about that fairly openly. You attribute your sex addiction to the divorce and the family being unsettled. And there seems to be a kindred spirit with alcohol as well. Can people who are listening to the podcast today, can people really get free from this addiction? 100%. 
100 percent you're gonna have without to tell a doubt how. you're gonna have to tell us how do we overcome addictions well i would lie if i said it was easy and that it was instantaneous because the addiction to sex and pornography is you know is compared to an addiction to crack it rewires your brain and i can attest to that it does it it throws off your judgment it throws off decision making you no longer are afraid of anything you are not afraid of dying you just need the next hit you just need the next high whatever it is my journey to sobriety was a difficult one it was a good five years of taking that journey, you know, a couple steps forward, a step back, a couple, and it was done in secret. I I really learned the hard way. I I came to understand what certain triggers were for me and, you know, made a very conscious effort to not you know, not be in the presence of certain people not listen to certain types of music because those were my triggers, uh, not go to certain places. And I had to make very difficult decisions. I no longer, I said, I will not date anymore because that to me, I had very uh, bad judgment at the time. And I said, okay, I will no longer date. I cannot date at this time. If the Lord wants me to date or wants me to meet someone one day that's a discussion I'll have with the Lord at that time and you know I I believe that he will give me the strength to to deal with what I have to deal with at that time pornography was very difficult to overcome okay I stopped the sex you know like I I stopped going from partner to partner or picking people up that was a lot easier than stopping the pornography. What shame, right? Who, who, I'm a Christian, and yet the pornography was huge in my life because it was done in the in the secret of my home. No one saw it. It was very easy to get to. And again, I had to be very disciplined with myself and say no, it, like like a parent to a child, no walk away, you don't need it, go do something else, uh, you know, pray, read, do something. And this is another area that we don't talk about enough in the church, we, we address it more with men, men's groups will talk about it more often. Women's groups are very slow in dealing with this. And women are dealing with pornography. And and don't know that they are addicted to it because they 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 approach it differently they may not be watching it they may be reading it so uh so some, some addictions are how should we say popular and appreciated yes. and even oh i'm so proud of you going to your alcoholics um a meeting you yes know, a, and it's it's been popularized. It's a hundred years old, AA. Yeah. And as a result, it's okay. It's common. I understand you've got a tr you've got problem. I want to support you. Yeah. And then now there's narcotics and and debtors. Uh, there's all gamblers. Yep. Gambling uh, addiction is massive in the world today. 
Uh, there are groups, obviously. Uh, have you been regular in attending uh, one of these uh, anonymous groups, these 12-step uh, groups? Is that part of your journey? No, uh, for a couple of reasons. One, I didn't even know that there were groups for sex and porn addicts. It, it wasn't even on my radar. And and the shame of it would not have allowed me to, to go to one of it. I am now eight years sober and it it's something that I I don't necessarily recommend that you do it on your own. There are a lot of there is a lot of difficulty to it, but it is possible to do. Uh process, but I, I always recommend if you can see a therapist if you can afford it, join a group online there are online groups now now i know that there are a lot of different things that you can do um so you know go see a therapist if you're a christian i strongly recommend that it is a christian therapist for you join a group if you find it online in person and take it to the lord as well and and be very honest with yourself be very honest and with with those things come other areas too that that are gray areas that we need to say those are just as bad you know to women reading your romance novels that become you know uh, you know sort of on the cusp of soft porn you know you're you're a christian woman step away from that you're watching chick flicks step away from that if it's if it is enticing you or making you think that your husband is not worthy or not good enough those are horrible things step away masturbating all, these are things we don't talk about we don't talk about it with our young people we need to teach them to make the right choices not just tell them this is wrong it's a sin you're going to hell tell them and teach them how to make the right choices. This is a huge responsibility on parents and on the church. So good. Thank you. Your podcast is entitled Out of the Darkness, and it's weekly, right? Yes, it is. Every Monday, a new episode goes up. I'll get my people to listen to your people. Hey, how do you choose topics and guests, and how long is your podcast? My podcast is between, oh, goodness, about 30 to 40 minutes, you know, slipping in a few that are a little bit longer because of the subject matter. My subjects right now, 2023, have been about transformation and redemption and showing people that no matter what you've gone through, there's hope mm. and there's joy in life. And through Christ, everything is possible. We can become whole and new again through him. Thanks so much for your conversation today, for your encouragement and hope for me and the International Bob's Your Uncle audience. Anything else you want to tell us? If you have an addiction, if you have a weakness that you know is causing you to struggle, start today. Don't wait. Start your journey today. It is worth it. There is hope at the end of the day. Through Christ, you will find joy. Joy is not a career. Joy is not money. Joy is not even your children. Joy is a life in Christ. Thanks for joining us. And God bless you there in Canada and wherever else he leads you. 
Thank you so much. It's been a privilege. It's been my privilege to be here. What do you think about all this? Write me on bobmendo at aol.com or comment or even video to me on Instagram or Twitter at Bob's Your Uncle PC. I'd love to know what you think about all this. Don't forget to post a review on iTunes or Spotify, wherever you're getting your podcasts. And also, don't forget to subscribe. Every week we read from the number one bestseller of all time, the Bible. And this week is no different. This is from Rabbi Saul writing to a group of believers in Corinth. He said this in 1 Corinthians 15, The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, who gives us the victory through our Lord, Yeshua the Messiah. Be sure to join us next week when I interview Gerald Altick from Kansas City, a police chaplain, someone who deals with cops all the time and who gives them hope. I can't wait to talk with him. We'll see you then. Until then, when things seem bleak or uncertain, look up to God. He's in his heaven and Bob's your uncle. Shalom from Sydney.